Hey, yo, Swap. Yo. It's turkey time, man. Is it? And not just turkey time. It's tournament time. Turkey and tournament. You know what I'm saying? Like, what a better way. What a better way to spend your holiday break than with uh, Gang Green. Your favorite player partners on the pro wrestling and podcast tip. Infused with hip hop, of course. The Broken Pencil BC. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Looks on the drop. Looks on the drop into your early, you know, Black Friday stocking. Possibly if you're standing outside in the cold trying to brave the elements to get into somebody's uh, department store to blow some money on uh, on a fifth TV for the house. This will help you get through, you know, that it'll just help the, the wait time just pass real smooth. Just remember you get what you pay for. And on that note, ah. this is about the only thing that's free that's going to be worth your time on Black Friday. The BPBC, mm. Gang Green in your building. Gang Green. Yeah. We, we promised the people a few episodes ago. Yeah, we did. That we're going to give them a, a little special to go with this tournament. So that's coming up after a little extra, a little, a little spice, if you will. For those of you who have the the syringe syringes that inject your turkey with extra flavor in between the breastplates, you know what we're talking about. A little butter, you know, a little the garlic. Bu- <laughs> the butters, <laughs> get the butters. <laughs> Yo, uh, we we gonna do this one time for a. A championship that has been lost and has since come back into play as something that we may see in the very near future. That's what am I talking like about? Having like extra, extra wishful thinking and some nostalgic uh, delusions of grandeur. Well, considering that we're embarking on what could be NXT Europe UK has has gone away let's go ahead and do some foreshadowing if you will if you will and put a little history in your step for this Black Friday swab we're gonna hit them with the uh, the Euro GOAT the European Championship the best European champion of all time the Euro Step Tournament Uh, the one two (laughs) yeah no crab dribble included. Yeah. Euro step. Wham, wham to the glass. Out of the total 27 European champions that have been across our path in the past, in the exception of the ter- of the actual title, mm-hmm. dating from as far back as 1997, don't make up it sound it. that far away. Jeez, take it easy. Up to and including 2002. Facts. At a nice five-year run, we had 37 reigns, 27 champions. We took the best 16. Kind of like a, a cameo on a rap song. We take the best 16. And we're giving our best foot forward. So if you got a problem, fight your mama. But if you want to talk to us... <laughs> Show at BrokenPistolBC.com, BrokenPistolBC at gmail.com on all things social. That's at BrokenPistolBC on what? Everything. 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 With no further ado, um, 
I, hell, I, I guess it would be helpful if I took the time to share this uh, with my guy. So as I'm loading this up, I'm going to send this to you, my good man. Uh-oh. I got this hand in my cup. And, and as I'm in the middle of nowhere, oh, if technology plays a t- pays attention to us. All right, tournament. Look bracket. at that! Look yeah. at that! Three megs per second for the win. Bracketology, I love it. Yeah, love it. let's get it. All right, it. Sweet Sixteen in the first round. These are we just put sixteen of our favorites in this in this in this hopper. And randomizing it, no seating, no rhyme or no, reason. No, see, for wait, it. wait, wait. It's not just our favorites. We looked at this list and looked at these reigns, and there are a couple of these title reigns and subsequent champions, holders of those title reigns, that do not meet the criteria for tournament play. Oh, they just don't. If you're, if you had a, if you had a <laughs> reign that lasted less than three weeks, you weren't gonna make the cut. Out of there, transitional champions do not make the cut. Mm. Now, please understand because we do things in decency and in order and with integrity here at the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and radio show infused with hip hop. We are taking into consideration the title reign only, not the career resume, because we do know there are some champions, there are some Hall of Famers. That, that make up this list of champions. We are not taking their total body of work into consideration when deciding who advances. We are taking into consideration the body of work as the European champion. Okay, okay, all right. I like it. You know, it's just, you know, you gotta you gotta do things on the up and up because people will have questions that, you know, you know, hey, we answer that in the syllabus. <laughs> It just needs y'all to just just stay on the same page with us. European champion. How great of a European champion were there? Were they? Uh, how much did the title reign matter? What did they do to elevate the championship? Did the, did they prop the belt up? The belt propped them up. You know, all different stuff. And then yes, our favorites will come into play. It's but it's our show. Get you one, and then we'll listen to you. Maybe. <laughs> it may, that, and that's a big maybe. Huge. So. <laughs> So with that being said, let's go ahead and uh, run this around the uh, the first round matchup here, if you will. Run the play. All right. In the first round, first matchup, Lord William Regal, a man's man, He's taking a on. Man. <laughs> Such a man. Yeah, straight like that. Taking on. One of the radicals, Perry Satter. Former Army Ranger. I almost said Swaff ain't gonna win. <laughs> I mean, it, it's apropos here. I mean, we could, yes, it, the energy is very much the same. Um, I mentioned, um, you know, Perry Saturn being an Army Ranger. Uh, so for two reasons. Uh, one, I could thank him for his service. And two, I could thank him for showing up. William Regal advances. Plain and simple. <laughs> Quick and easy. Right, you know, no disrespect. Because you, you, know. you, you know of nothing else, Regal was going to not just show up. 
but he was going to do damage. There's a fun fact about William Regal and the European Championship that we'll reveal as we get closer to the end of this. Oh, okay. Regal advances in the next round. Latino Heat, Eddie Guerrero. Eduardo. On Matthew Hardy. I'm your father, Dominique. I think for the the degree of the character that was Eddie Guerrero and where Matt Hardy was at that time. Matt Hardy, thank you for playing. It's been real, but you, sir, even though you had a very, very worthy reign, you're not beating Eddie Guerrero. I got Eddie Guerrero advancing. What you got, Swab? I got Eddie Guerrero because, um, I mean, let's just be real about it. Um, Latino Heat is born within the midst of, of Eddie Guerrero's multiple European Championship reigns. That's the phase that really turned the corner that got him to being a undisputed champion. So, I know as we said, we weren't gonna we weren't gonna take the entire career resume into account when choosing. However, when that, that title reign is part of the catalyst that makes you an even bigger star, again, what did you do for the title? What did the title do for you? Eddie Guerrero advances. Huh. And Eddie definitely, uh, Eddie definitely put put some stink on that title, bro. These is facts. All right, coming up, Val Venus versus D'Lo Brown. Mm. Arguably, arguably one of, if not the greatest European champion of all time in D'Lo Brown. Not Cap. I, I'm just going to keep it real. Uh, in real life head-to-head -head competition at SummerSlam 98, available on the cock, <laughs> D'Lo Brown beat Val Venus. I see our tournament going no different. I'm taking D'Lo Brown for the win. D'Lo Brown advances that easy. HBK versus Kurt Angle. Ooh. Now, mind you, this is Ooh. European champion HBK versus European champion Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle was Ooh. very, very young and very, very astute for his, his, uh, his age in the game at this time. Shawn Michaels was just back from, from this, losing his smile. This is this is prime HBK. This is the Shawn Michaels that um, Tommaso Ciampa always refers to very fondly. 1997 HBK, which means we are somewhere in between. Yes, he's back from losing his smile, and he is flashing the Turkish uh, Turkish mafia sign to his buddies in in, in Georgia. But this is also like <laughs> DX and. This is like in the midst of, you know, some very rampant drug abuse, which, you know, always makes for a, a good time. Of course, I'm saying this facetiously. This is not real. Use responsibly if you're going to do anything. Um, and, he won the, and he won the belt in England, which adds to the adds injury to insult. That's, that's the part I was getting to. It's about who he beat, where he beat them and what it meant for Shawn Michaels because Shawn Michaels winning 
the European Championship at one night stand overseas in the UK made him WWE's first ever Grand Slam champion. And he defeated the British Bulldog while they were in the heat of the the DX versus Heart Foundation feud. Right, because this is the very beginning of DX. So Rick Rude is still around with the gang. China's there. Triple H is there. It's still very new. You're still trying to figure out how the hell Triple H and Shawn Michaels are even friends. Because <laughs> Kayfabe, it was still real to me, damn it. Right. <laughs> yeah, and so, it, it was definitely, this This reign was definitely more impactful. Kurt Angle had a good reign, uh, almost two months long, but just the, the levels to the story behind HBK winning it, even him going into uh, England, taking it, and who he lost to. Right. And then t- <laughs> taking into account, this is part of one of the greater rookie seasons in in all of pro wrestling. Like, the- Kurt Angle had a phenomenal rookie year. And being European champion was a part of it, but it's not, it's not the climax. It's not the highest point of his rookie year. Uh, while it's not the lowest point of his rookie year, I am uh, under the belief that it doesn't have the same impact as what Shawn Michaels' one reign means. The, so, Shawn I'm, Michaels' win and Shawn Michaels' loss pales in. Comp- I, mean, it, I mean, it's 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 a it's a high star in the sky of that championship compared to Angle's entire run as champion. Factuals. So I will say for that reason alone, HBK advances. I'm with you. Run it. All right. Test versus Owen Hart. Mm. Now on the surface, <laughs> somebody might look at this and say this isn't even a conversation. However, however, <laughs> in terms of European championship lore, Test has one reign totaling 69 days. Giggity. Owen Hart has one reign totaling 55 days. So now we got to get down to the brass tacks. We got to figure out who, what, why. Okay. There were two, I believe, two four-time European champions. One of them was D'Lo Brown. Mm-hmm. The other one was William Regal. Gave that fun fact away way too early. But yes, yes, Sorry, absolutely correct. But, but, I, I brought it up because Tess defeated William Regal to get that belt. Okay, that's that's a gold star for him. So Owen Hart ends up winning this uh, his one and only European Championship reign uh, by beating Goldust, who was dressed as Triple H. Uh, Commissioner Sergeant Slaughter awarded the title to Hart, considering Goldust as a substitution for Triple H. So this is all part of the Hart Foundation DX beefing back and forth. It's a product of that. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take a knee to the storyline. I'm gonna say storyline made for a more impactful championship win and possibly reign. I'm going to go Owen Hart. That is the only differentiator. Uh, who he beat easily goes to Test. Test definitely gets the, the, the bigger uh, the bigger notch on the belt, the bigger head on the wall, if you will. 
as, for storyline as far as European champions are concerned. Yes, you're absolutely correct. Yeah, but as far as impact to the storyline, impact to the belt, Owen Hart advances. Did uh, you prop test- the belt up or did the belt prop you up? And, and and don't get me wrong, the late great test actually did that championship some justice. Mm, that's fantastic. Good good one there. Good one there. Yeah. Good here's sound logic very, Here's a very interesting one here. Broken pencil logic, if you will. Next up, we have Rob Van Dam versus the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. This is tough. Each man has one reign. Each of these reigns are unique for different reasons. So let's look at um, look at Mark Henry. So it's weird because you you don't see this happen very often. Mark Henry's title reign is due to Jeff Jarrett gifting the title to Mark Henry for assisting him in defeating D'Lo Brown at SummerSlam of 1999. <laughs> people Which, remember that huge turn. Uh, yeah, people remember that. It was, yeah, it was it was Mark Henry turning on his his at the time best friend. Yeah, he he he, he sold on he sold on the bros. <laughs> and then to have the title gifted. Like the only other time I can think of off the top of my head of a title being gifted or awarded is when Big Gold came back for Triple H. Like Eric Bischoff simply simply assigned a title to Raw because you just I lost st- your champion to SmackDown. I still feel some kind of way about that, but yeah, absolutely. You, re- right. you really only feel some type of way about it because of the belt that was given. This is absolutely true because they didn't even put any any respect on it. They just called it the World Heavyweight Championship. That's I it. I mean, what what else are you gonna call it? <laughs> That's all it was ever called. The World Heavyweight Championship. Flares who put flares who put all the, the extra pizzazz on, on the belt and what it was recognized as and how much it cost, how much of the the deposit was and any of that other type of stuff. But then we have Rob Van Dam. The very last European champion. But it wasn't his last title reign because he parlayed that by unifying the European Championship with the Intercontinental Championship by defeating uh, Jeff Hardy. Yeah, so the biggest thing about Van Damme's reign is that he's the last. He is the last one and it is it is and he uh, and he won it virtually at home too which which was rare yeah so there there's the home field victory which almost no one wins at home um even though you know he's from battle creek michigan how far could grand rapids be away a couple hours um see but still close enough that you could drive it without you know getting the room <laughs> home field advantage win uh i bet he drove it high could say he flew in high, but either or. Hey, yo. Um, <laughs> hey, he flew in, grew in, however you do it. But uh, Van Dam gets the hometown win. He gets the, he's the last European champion and he ends up merging it with the Intercontinental Championship. 
So RVD for my money, who you got? I'm actually right there with you, RVD. Uh, even though I like the storyline, I don't think that did anything for the title because it ended up going right back to D'Lo. Yeah, the title ends up being a prop in, in part of a storyline. Like you could have had that turn. It could have been just as impactful. And, you know, things would have continued to go forward with or without the European Championship. You don't get very many title unifications when it comes to Stanford. And Jeff Which Jarrett makes- just handing it handing it over makes the title seem meaningless when he gives it gives it to D'Lo's best friend. That's just a uh, that's a slap in the face of D'Lo. And D'Lo yeah, that's, that's just about the super. Title. It's just super unsavory. It just leaves yeah. a bad taste in a real fan's mouth when you when you're out here just giving titles away. I mean, it's it's heel shit though. <laughs> but you're it winners. is. It is. But these are championships. And you're so you're winner advancing to the next round. RVD. We got another um, barn burner here. I was another barn burner. Yo, another barn burner. Uh, inter uh, is inter click beef. <laughs> X Pac versus Triple H. Man, oh boy. This Trips. was. This was uh. For for X Pac. He had a little back and forth with D'Lo that lasted over about a month. Lasted for about a month going back and forth. But when X-Pac actually got the belt back from D'Lo the second time, he held on to that bitch for about four months. Mm. Meanwhile, Triple H, Interclick Beef, defeats Shawn Michaels for this. That wasn't that wasn't even really beef. That was like the original finger poke of doom. <laughs> which which was which escalated the uh the beef between DX and Commissioner Slaughter at the time. Right. Was, I believe it was, this was on a, a Christmas episode of Raw, like when they were still yep. doing like Hammerstein ballroom type venues. Yep, it was it was tape delayed. Yep. Yeah, tape delay in a smaller venue, they beefing with Sarge. Um Christmas episodes Sorry. back then were really, really different from what you get now. Um, and then, like I also, also say, is just this is the precursor to the finger poke of doom. They WCW tried this. Well, they didn't just try it; they succeeded with it two years later. Which was also the uh, it was also the reason. For WCW's demise, not this finger poke of doom, but their finger poke of doom was. So, storyline wise, Triple H, Shawn Michaels going at it at the behest of uh, Commissioner Slaughter, while still in the middle of of a uh, DX Heart Foundation beef, versus just X Pac and D-Lo going back and forth. I got Triple H on this one. I think I got trips too. I don't remember too much from from Xbox Reigns as European champion, other than you know it's just like DX is over, so put this belt on somebody in the group. And uh, it, and it looks like the only reason Triple H got the belt back was it was supposed to be supposed to happen at WrestleMania in '98, but Owen Hart got injured, so he ended up getting it sooner. Meanwhile, the person to defeat Triple H for it once again, D'Lo Brown. So. Impact wise, 
goes to Triple H. Triple H for the win. That's and a good, that's a good point matchup. you just made. You make sure you put a pin in that for later. That'll be that'll be useful in the later rounds. Okay. And in our final matchup in the first round, your very first European champion, Davy Boy Smith, the British Bulldog, versus Shane or Gregory, depending on which which uh, which fact which, which organization you're in. Hurricane Helms. Uh, I mean, I think you you buried the lead. The first European champion, I don't see how we have the first go out in the first round. Hurricane has been real. I think a storm's coming through. Yeah. And there is. There's our first round. Hopefully you took shelter. Uh, Yeah, round two. <laughs> Time for the quarterfinals. You got it from here on out, boss. All right, man. Regal versus Eddie Guerrero. Ooh. Regal because of the number of reigns. Absolutely. There is no question on that. Eddie Guerrero, he had a good showing, but there's no way you're com- you're competing against four reigns. D'Lo Brown versus HBK in the second round. Golly. Um, for everything we said about why this was so important for Shawn Michaels, it is even more important for D'Lo. And I feel like D'Lo contributed more to the actual title meaning something Shawn Michaels one reign is a total of 82 days um D'Lo Brown almost eclipsed that on his first reign absolutely and and we're dealing with a situation where D'Lo successfully defended that title on pay-per-view um I don't I don't remember Shawn Michaels ever actually defending the title now I know that can't be right. Like he has to have defended it before he lost it. But I do not remember him defending it on any sort of regular basis. And no, the only the only defense that he had was the finger poke of uh, of of <laughs> dismay, if you will. Not even doom, the finger poke of dismay. Damn, because it's like three months later. So yeah, yeah, there are no title defenses uh other than the one he lost it. With, and it's like a. It's it actually, a, you know what? Now I think about it. Wasn't that part of the storyline that he wasn't defending the title? Yes. Which is which is why uh, Sergeant Slaughter put him yes. up against Triple H. Yes. There you go. <laughs> yes. There actual go. factuals. There you go. So Circle wins the square. D'Lo advances. Owen versus RVD. RVD. Same. Um, last wow. champion, impactful, and, and and unifies. Right. Uh, what wasn't easy, but it was an easy decision to make. Right. Triple H versus the British Bulldog. British Bulldog. You can't. It's it's hard to knock out the first. All it right, is. So. I mean, he's he is the champion of Europe. <laughs> now here's what's crazy. Going into the semifinals, here's what your matchups look like. Both of your four-time European champions going head up mm. versus your first and your last. Wow. <laughs> that, that, like, look, I know we say you can't write this kind of often and we, we really be handling business as far as like how we make stuff play out. This was not planned. This could be a tag team match to set up a, 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 a quick tournament to determine the greatest of all time in real life. Like a tag team match to set up the fatal four way. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> All right, run it, run it. Here we go. Here, this is where we are. All right, Regal versus D'Lo Brown. D'Lo, I think it's, we got his chest protector I, I, gang. I, I think we got better uh, wrestling matches out of Regal because he was stretching the, the shit out of people. Uh, we had matches versus the unmentionable during this reign, but we also got D'Lo Brown, who made the chest protector a household name. Uh, right, his frog splash, trademark just, language. Matter of fact, oh man, it, it, there was there was so so many things about the charisma of D'Lo Brown that shined out during this reign. It actually enhanced. It actually made that title worth wanting to fight for. I got D'Lo. That's not about right. I'm. I got D'Lo Brown too. Like I. Of course, you know, nothing but respect for William Regal and all of his contributions. Um, I'm trying to remember like the signature moments of European title reign from from Regal. I'm certain if we were to put together a mixtape to go back and watch, it'd be incredibly entertaining. But again, there's not that one signature moment, one signature match. If nothing else, D'Lo Brown has a SummerSlam successful title defense under his belt. No doubt, no doubt. And Regal, like who? Regal defeated Al Snow. He defeated Crash Holly, who also lost to Crash Holly. Regal defeated DDP. Regal defeated Spike Dudley. Okay, so who all? If you, so, D'Lo beat Triple H. He beat Triple H. He beat X Pac. He beat so Midian, two, two members and he of beat DX. Mark Henry. So yeah, two members of DX, Midian, your homeboy, and early in the tournament, he beat Shawn Michaels. He's beaten three fifths of the clique. And uh, no, he well, he didn't beat uh, he didn't beat Shawn Michaels. He beat uh, he, beat he beat him beat in Trish. the last round. He beat him in the last round. Oh, oh. <laughs> you, <laughs> you gotta you gotta keep on. you gotta stick with me. Don't let the turkey take over. <laughs> <laughs> no triple fan could. <laughs> you you, you didn't dip one of them sticks in the Hennessy pure whiteness. All done went to hell. Watch out now. And then also he uh, we can't forget he be, he defeated Mark Henry too. Yeah. So you don't you, you don't beat the homies. You don't you don't beat um, three fifths of the and You beat the homies. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like D-Lo for the win. All right. And then and uh, for the second semifinal the, to advance the finals, Rob Van Dam. Your last champion versus the British Bulldog, David Boy Smith, your first champion. Ooh. This. Okay. Easy. So, it's easy for me. I'm looking. I had. I just had to make sure about something. Okay. 100% is the British Bulldog. Yeah. Six six months as champion. Yeah. Like the, lo- the longest reign looks like ever. Looks like the longest consecutive reign in recorded history. That's yeah, and that's you, a major. And back in that time, you're defending that belt because weekly, they, weekly. <laughs> that's your TV title. Weekly. All right. So for your finals, we have D'Lo Brown, four-time European champion, versus tied for the most, first. tied for the most ever. 
versus your very first European champion, the man with the most or the longest reign in European title history, David Boy Smith, the British Bulldog. Most reigns versus longest reign. Hmm. Let me hear what you think about this. I'm still mulling over. We've already said it in the last round. You defeat three-fifths of the clique and two of your homeboys. The storyline and the impact of all of that is far more overshadowing than a 206-day reign. In fact, if we combine the reigns of D'Lo Brown, even though D'Lo only held the belt for a recognized 126 days, those 126 days were more impactful because of who he defeated for the for those title reigns than British Bulldogs' two title reigns totaling 249. I got D'Lo Brown. That is some pretty sound broken pencil logic. Um, I'm going to say D'Lo, but there is a fun fact that somebody's going to bring up if, if we don't mention it. So Uh-oh. there is um, there's one head-to-head meeting for the championship that I'm aware of. And the British Bulldog came out victorious from that. That was season one. I believe it was week three of SmackDown. You... It was very early. It's 1999, so that might be season one. Right, well, I was, I was on season one, week three. I think it was like oh, the week third three. episode. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. And it's on a tight delay. Yeah, I, I don't don't get me, like, don't quote me on this, but I'm almost positive that was like the third week SmackDown was on the air. But either way, it was still very early, and they had a title change on TV, which was pretty unheard of for a new show to have, like, a significant title change on television, and it happened to be at the hands of the British Bulldog, but at the same time, he lost to Val Venus. Which was a triple threat match that also involved D'Lo Brown. Fun fact there. That's a fantastic fun fact. Um, the more I think about it, is D'Lo. D'Lo for the win. You're, you're a winner and your greatest European champion of all time, D'Lo Brown. Speaking realize, of D'Lo Brown, go ahead. I was say, do you realize this is the first tournament we've ever gone through from start to finish and we didn't disagree about one matchup? It's kind of hard to when the facts are right here. Like, and that, that's an era that we both lived through. This is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and, it, wasn't, and it wasn't, and it wasn't, it it wasn't a trash title because they gave us quality matches and quality champions. It was only towards the end where they started hot, uh, hot potato in the belt between people who didn't matter. But the the first, we'll say three, four years of that title, like, it, I mean, HBK competed for it. Triple H competed for it. Like, these are people who have headlined WrestleMania after WrestleMania after WrestleDamn Mania. Um, for the short amount of time that it existed, there's there's obviously there's ebbs and flows and title reigns, but this is there's always a, a stretch of a champion elevating the title and making it at least matter. Obviously, D'Lo, D-Lo contributes heavily to that. 
the British Bulldog, heavy contributor. Uh, Shawn Michaels, heavy contributor, just in name value alone. William Regal in in um, match quality. Um, I want to say we're gonna have to check this. We're gonna have to do our Googles, but I think when the Hurricane got his Monday Night Raw fluke victory over The Rock, I think he was either European champion at the time or on his way to being European champion. Let's. I'm gonna run down a list here real quick. British Bulldog. Uh, Triple H. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't count Triple H just yet. I'm jumping the gun there. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, X Pac, uh, Shawn Michaels. Uh, actually, not Sha- yeah, Shawn Michaels, yeah, for sure. Um, uh, Owen Hart, Kurt Angle, Diamond Dallas Page, uh, Mark Henry. JBL, Jeff Jarrett, Rob Van Dam. That's 11 Hall of Famers out of 27 uh, titles, uh, title, title holders for this belt. And if we're looking at the list, how many more you think we got? Easy. One, but well, I'll just name them. William Regal, mm-hmm. Triple H, yep. D'Lo Brown. Trip's already in. Uh, well, not as a solo. That, well, yeah. Well, I, I also kind of Xbox that way too. So, I, so I make that twelve. Uh, so you're gonna you're gonna have some double Hall of Famers involved with this. Yep, indeed. Um, so Regal, D'Lo, uh, Matt Hardy, Christian Cage, or Christian. Yeah, he's in. I I don't know if Tess is gonna go in or not. Uh, I'm on the fence about that one. <laughs> I I don't know about that one. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't say. think Val Venus is going in. I don't think Hurricane's going in. Um, and no disrespect to them, I just I just don't see it. You don't think Hurricane uh, going in? Nah, nah. I I look at Val Venus and Hurricane is like they are they're stalwarts for the era that they were in, and because of that, at some point you're gonna run low on inductees so i feel like they may they may get in on the back end because of that there's a couple of there's a couple of different factors i'm looking at too so of course career impact as a character but also location for wrestlemania near their home val venus is from canada to uh hurricanes from north carolina Chances of either one of those happening are going to be slim to none. I mean, you you could say that, but look at it like this. If the Hardys are going to go in at any point. Mm. Yeah, he'll probably induct them. He may induct them, but I mean, we do know we live in a political world. What if the Hardys just say, okay, we'll do your Hall of Fame, but you're going to have to induct the Hurricane too. That could very well be the case. And okay. I mean, so, so let's like put you. the difference. Let's put All the right. difference. If we're if, oh, gun to my head, if I got to pick one, I'm going to go a hurricane. So let's go, let's run it back then. Uh, Regal, Dino, okay. Christian, mm-hmm. Hurricane, right? Um, Al no Snow, yes, absolutely. Um, Hardy Hardy, um, 
So, so Shane, if you put, Shane if you Mac. put you put both Hardys and the Hurricane together, they're like Hardy, Hardy, Hard, because he's almost. <laughs> oh, you are hilarious, uh, Shane O'Mac. Yeah, yeah, your name. Get serious. His name is on the checks. Shane O'Mac. He'll go in. He'll uh, go in whenever he gets ready, and it's about. It's more or less about ego. Like Vince probably will not go in while he's on this side of the earth just because you know he doesn't like to be mentioned doesn't um that's just not his thing could All be right. a similar situation for shane or shane could be like fuck you give me my flowers all right uh perry saturn um i want to side with go ahead i was gonna say i was thinking about just his wwe career his wwe run probably not his ECW um, run, he should for sure, and we've seen EC- people go in for for their for their for their other runs versus their WWE runs, a la Sting. And you do have a WrestleMania coming up in Philadelphia. I put Saturn on there. Um, Midian, I, I, no. I'd be willing. To, and the other thing that may get him in is well, the one thing that may get him in, but also might keep him out, is being a member of the Radicals. Because there's two they, people they, you don't want to talk about, and one person you do. Um. Yeah, I, you're I the, still you're think, the guy in the middle. I, yeah, I still think Saturn goes, especially if we're talking about Philadelphia. I still think, still think Saturn goes. Uh, Midian's a hell no. Uh, you think? Yeah, Tech Slashinger no. and Shanghai yep. Pierce. Yep, I think I think that's a no. That you, you might as well induct the Beverly. You might as well induct the Beverly brothers. Uh, I mean, I mean, one of one of their kids is working in NXT. Like Wayne Bloom and Mike Enos did more for Herb Abrams than they did for Vince McMahon and uh, Eric Bischoff combined. But they are remem- they are memorable characters from a from a memorable era. I'm still saying no. That's like uh, saying the Bushwhackers can't get in the Hall of Fame. Wait, they're not. No, but I'm saying that's the equivalent of saying <laughs> saying the Bushwhackers can't get in the Hall of Fame. You might want to check because I don't know for sure. They I, might I be. Believe, I, I believe. I think they, they are. Orient. Yeah, I or like the Orient Express. Like if Kato and Tanaka couldn't get in the fucking Hall of Fame. I mean, hell, Tanaka should be in just off of his work with Diamond Dallas Page in the AWA. But that's another conversation too. Marty Jannetty's the only reason the Rockers are not in the Hall of Fame. Shawn Michaels could be a triple Hall of Famer if it wasn't for Marty Jannetty. Hey, but he's he's a Hall of Famer in my heart for what he does outside the ring. <laughs> Alleged oh. murder charge aside. Right. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Jimmy Snooker. Uh, let's see who else. Spike Dudley. Yeah, I, I think that, that balloon was off the rose. If he was going to go in, it would have been before now. Um, Crash Holly, I don't think so. And Jericho definitely will be, unfortunately. So Spike that's Dudley. another. Spike Dudley is another one of those you might want to put a pin in if they're trying to make an impression in Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia could be a heavy ECW class. If they're smart, I think they should do that. But okay, so well, let's back look up. Look at who's in let's charge now. Like, all right. Let's back up then. So here's another conversation for you before we go ahead and go into this uh, this goodness. Who if, if, name five that you put in, in in Philadelphia, 
And I'm gonna start with number one. And this and this is gonna shock you that I'm gonna say this, but it's only because of the timing that I say that happens. Okay. Number one going into Philadelphia is New Jack. Mm. I look, I'll I'll say this on the on the on the show. If we find out New Jack is an inductee for the Hall of Fame, we're going. Watch out for my drip. That's all I'm and, telling and, you. And and look, we're gonna be draped up and dripped out, but we're also gonna be acting as security for Gin Jack. <laughs> oh, we would all the smoke that weekend. We turned. My the beard, the beard is gonna be so lusciously. Oh great. my god, it's gonna be so many juices and berries. Like my 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 fade game is gonna be so crispy. Like I'm really gonna spend some money on my attire. Mega Rand, you're on notice. Just know we're coming. You're chaperoning us. That's your Facts. hometown. Facts. Facts. Factual. Actual factuals. Mega Rand is in charge of chaperoning us throughout Philadelphia the entire time and, that we're there. And, and I don't eat beef, but I need a greasy ass cheesesteak while I'm there. Uh, I'm, give me, I'm, the, give yeah, me all rules. Give me two. Give me two through five, just because. Oh, you said Spike Dudley. Give me. Give me three through five. Um, I said Spike Dudley has the chance. Now, if we're just talking about you know draft picks out of ECW for for, chances, for for WrestleMania in Philadelphia. Okay, so first of all, I have to approach this list like the new regime and not like the old regime might. Yes. So this one is going to be super controversial, but I feel like everybody can come to the table to make it happen. Taz. Absolutely. Absolutely freaking loopy. Taz. Um, here's one I would choose, but I don't think he's gonna go into the Hall of Fame while he's still active on television. Paul Heyman. That kind of goes without saying, but I'm absolutely with you. Um, there's another one he, who he, he's in he, he's in rarefied air. I, and I think yeah. they, they dropped the ball with with how they inducted Undertaker, how they let him do his speech is one thing, but the fact that they didn't let him go in by himself was a complete dropping of the ball. Heyman's in that class. Go ahead. Well, yeah, that that's that's the that's that throwback. That's the thing where like if Trips had been in charge, that probably would have played better. But then it becomes a money conversation because it's like, okay. Well, I'll take it back because that happened after a SmackDown. That's not a that's not even a money conversation. If it was just The Undertaker being inducted after a SmackDown, that actually would have been perfect. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. They fucked that up. Um, Had he had this one not been coming off of probation, I would have definitely said he was a shoe in Tommy Dreamer. Yeesh. Yeah, that overdue. But at the same time, he pushed it back. He, he he pushed his own goalpost back. Uh, he he may have pushed his 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 he may have pushed his goalpost clearing out of the stadium. Um, but we do we are a year and a half away from that happening, so it remains to be seen if how good it could be. Um, we got one more. I I will I will absolutely take Heyman and Dreamer out. Heyman because I don't think he'll let himself be inducted. Dreamer because I don't believe it'll happen. Um, oh, give all right, me. So now we back to. So we're back to needing two more. Give me Sabu. 
the homicidal, genocidal, suicidal. <laughs> yes, give, give me, give me Sabu. Um, you, you know, you know, you know what 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 raises a red flag for Sabu for me? What will he show up? <laughs> I mean, look, it's a free check. It's a nice ring. It's a it's an opportunity to have your praises sung. And I you don't, don't see have to go through a table, nor do you have to bleed. I think he should. Not necessarily <laughs> bleed. No one bleed on the tux. But I think like one last time, he should put somebody through a table. Or or do that top rope dive where he looks like he's like a, in a basket being dropped in the sky. <laughs> no, no Arabian face busters. No. <laughs> no triple jump moonsaults. No Arabian face busters. We just need an OG moonsault through a table and Rob Van Dam can help. <laughs> But no, we no. In what oh. way? <laughs> he can help with the before and after care. He can, he can make sure the Sabu is in in the right frame of mind to try that, and then he also can help with pain management afterwards. And I need Fonzie and RVD to induct him. Who else? Two Fonzie, more. Fonzie. Oh, glad wow. you said okay. it, Bill Alfonso. Now that that one's yeah, that one's damn near yeah. Fonzie got new teeth. Fonzie out here living his best life. So I feel like Bill Alfonso is a shoe-in. So unless he, he got flosses, some dirt, he, unless he got he, dirt on his name that I don't know about, yes. So when he flosses his teeth, it's safe to say that he does it right down the middle, daddy. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Facts. All right. All right. So bring it home. We got Jack, Taz, Sabu, Fonzie. Who's the last one? Raven. Oh, Raven. So, so you, so Raven. I believe he just went in, or 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 I think he just went in the Impact Hall of Fame. Now these are all super, super okay. In Raven's case, because he's in, he's being he's been touted throughout the wrestling community as incredibly intelligent. So Raven is the type of person you want to be really careful when giving them a live microphone. Sabu, because of his. I don't give a fuck is a very um it's a very uh, sketchy person to give a live microphone well we've had Tag. we've had two extremely sketchy people get live microphones and actually do okay with it one of them warned you beforehand Cornette? jim Cornette. jim oh, Cornette's yeah. the first one i'm, I'm jim Cornette, and this is a live microphone that's how he started his speech yeah I'm just, I think I rem- he, he I rem- knew he was just going to put everybody on edge. I remember I drive. I mean, he's intelligent enough to know not to do that, but I was driving. And I remember specifically pulling over just to hear <laughs> to, his speech. <laughs> to watch his acceptance speech. Oh, man. Oh. I was in front of, I was in front of, I was in front of, I had me a Poke Bowl just so I could watch his speech. Oh, that's real ball to flex on him real quick. Um, who else? Who am I missing that could that could go? Oh, ahead? and then Steiner was the other one. But go ahead. Uh oh, yes, Scott Steiner. Yeah, that had people shook. That had people soup. That even had me far, like, mm. far more than Cornette. Like if you had inducted uh, Scott Steiner first and then brought in Cornette, Cornette would have looked like a like a like a lollipop by comparison. Fam. Steiner oh. going in was like, oh shit. And I think the only thing that <laughs> saved that was the fact that his nephew was was already had a rocket strap to his back when they went in. 
I wanted to see Scott Steiner's induction see his induction speech more than I want to see the Undertaker's. <laughs> like, I, okay, cool. Undertaker's is gonna break character. He's gonna be Mark Calloway for the induction. Yeah, great. All right, one hundred. Scott Steiner, he might do some Steiner math. <laughs> And the variables he's going to use for Steiner math are going to be better than the actual problem itself. I don't even know, like, on the top of the card from ECW, I don't even know who you have left that's not already in but that you that you would put in. You're not going to put in the Sandman. I don't know why you wouldn't. Smoking? Smoking what? Cigarettes. So? That's where Steve <laughs> Austin, that's where half of Steve Austin's gimmick comes from. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, and I mean, it's on the cock, Paul, so you're going to see it. Um, Shane Douglas deserves it. He deserves it, but it's... Uh, okay, let me tell you why. That's, unless him and Ric Flair have put their beef in the ground, you have less of a chance of it happening now than you ever had. Because who's Shane Douglas' number one nemesis? It's definitely Flair. Right. Are you talking about Flair ECW? Is, no, just no. In real, in real life, in real life, yeah. it's Ric Flair. Yeah, definitely, Rick, definitely Flair. Ric Flair is a one day one with who? Uh, Unc, Big Unc Uncle Trip. Trips. You know what I'm saying? So, and and Shane Douglas didn't really have the best time dealing with the click. So, top five nemesis would be Shawn Michaels somewhere, and then by proxy, that also is Uncle Trips. And Dean probably not. Was, a, was a less than memorable run, and and from his uh, from his account, part of that has to do with his interaction with, with Zick Click. Yep. So yeah, Shane Shane is probably in a worse position than he's ever been about getting into the WWE Hall of Fame, um, because hundred percent he would be on the merit of of being the franchise in the ECW. Um, Stevie Richards, maybe the as a gag, the BWO could get in as a group. I tell you, I tell you, someone as long as if we, if he can finally stop wrestling, he will probably be the the best person to to go to the top of that list, in my opinion. Rhino, I think Rhino could still get in, but yes, well, biggest his okay. biggest problem is that he's still he's back active again. He's a champion, but. But we're in a situation where WWE is always looking for buzzworthy situations. We do know with them putting Mickey James in the Royal Rumble, they're not opposed to doing anything with Impact talent because they don't see Impact as direct competition in any way. Absolutely. So, so inducting Rhino, I feel like, yeah, that's one of those you could probably get, especially Edge is back in the building. I'm sure he can, you know, tap a couple people on the shoulder. Um, Who else? Uh, let's see here. Mike Awesome, probably not. Uh, I mean, like um, your like your 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 mainstays are already in. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, right. The most like, like, as a matter of fact, Ra Raven would probably be the person that would have to headline it. To be honest with you, I I actually don't see that's now that's the issue. I do not see who the headliner is out of this. I don't. Um. If if you, can, if fact, you can get if you can get Dreamer to, if you can get Dreamer to clean up his act enough on the nope. surface you can't not for him to be the headline the headliner would have to be Heyman 
If Heyman's going we, in, we, that's we your headliner. But if, if that's only if it goes into Philly. It like that. I mean, any other place, it doesn't happen. Right. And if, if and, we but, were, but, if but, we but were the cool thing Philly. is, but the cool thing is, Heyman could go in in Atlanta. He can go in in Minneapolis. He could go into Philadelphia. Nobody else on a class, like a, on an ECW class, could go in and have that kind of impact besides Heyman. Right, because we we're not gonna be in Kentucky anytime soon to do uh, New Jack for Smoky Mountain. Right. Or even um, L.A. Or even L.A. Uh, just for uh, nostalgia purposes. Facts for for the sake of XPW. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm sitting here really trying to think of ECW people. Like I'm trying to make sure I didn't miss anybody. You got Mikey Whipwreck. I don't think it's it's not a no. Tajiri. Uh, Tajiri. Not 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 to headline. No, I'm just thinking about possible inductees. There is no headliner that isn't Heyman. Steve Steve Carino would be great. You're not gonna get that one. You you have a better chance of getting him working there as an agent than actually getting him inducted into the Hall of Fame. Last I heard, wasn't he in NXT? This you see you see what I'm saying? Uh Jerry Lynn would have been a good induction. He's in AEW right now. We're already stretching it with Taz. Like cool. Taz Scorpio makes perfect would be sense. Amazing. Yes. Scorpio would be fucking, fucking right. amazing. Yes. You know what? I think I like I like this idea that we're on to something. I think from now on, every WrestleMania season, we choose our own Hall of Fame inductees based on the city. Based on yeah. And, and now we will start the Broken Pencil Hall of Fame. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So 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 this is so we are at the end of year number four, about to embark on year number five. Our first show started during WrestleMania season. Yup. And so as we go into episode, uh, well, actually, we're, we'll be beyond episode 200 at that point. But as we start season five, we can start with the Broken Pencil Hall of Fame for Los Angeles. Man, we got to do some research because there's a lot of a lot of L.A. Oh, it's, not as, it's, it's, not, it's not as hard as you think. All we need is five good ones. Okay, cool, cool. A, a, a five-piece, I like it. A, I like a five-piece of Los Angeles wrestlers. I can dig it. And, I was gonna say, and one, we and, want to start and, watching Portland and some more shit. And, and one of them has to be top tier. Okay. Now, do they have to be from L.A. or they had to have wrestled in L.A.? No, they can either be from L.A. or they can have impact in L.A. I bet. Okay. All right, I'm with you. Cause like, yeah, <laughs> cause yeah, as because as, as as a as a tag team, Brian Pillman and Steve Austin could be the the openers. The Hollywood, bl- <laughs> the Hollywood <laughs> blondes. Neither one me? of them are from <laughs> L.A. and not, not nowhere close. Is Sting really from Venice Beach, California? Or is that just some he, some he he? I think he may be. There's your headline. But he's already yeah, in, but, but there's your He was already in, right. Yep. Uh okay. Good, good try okay. Terry could also be a headliner there. He already in there. And I don't think he would right, make it in right. our Hall of Fame. 
No, no, he's now, not at all. But now but, this but is as an our Hall of Fame, not not. Yeah, yeah. No, no, of course what they do it. Of what they do in Stanford, that's their own thing. But yeah, our Hall of Fame, yeah, this is a little more stringent to get in ours. Pause. <laughs> but I got a I got a good one for for the opener for this for for uh for this year or well, for twenty twenty three. And so, right, so make, we'll, make sure we'll, we write that down because you know we're at that end. Oh no, I won't. I won't. I won't forget this one because right now it's the only name that's synonymous with LA that's like even remotely close to being current. No, I'm just the saying the, the whole idea of having our. Oh, own oh own yeah, no friend, doubt. Write that no down. doubt. Put a pin in that. Yeah, straight like that. All right, I'm, man. I'm pleased. So, I'm pleased with this. This is uh, this turned out to be a lot better than what expected because the tournament didn't last that long. But you got some extra content to go with this. You feel me? So we all about the extras. Said, we all about yes. the extras. Shout out to Skywalker. We is about them extras because by the time you hear this, you should be getting ready for Swaftoberfest three to be on all streaming platforms so you can get your life together. Prime coming soon. Prime coming soon. Uh, Not Prime Co phone either. <laughs> don't switch from your Motorola if you still got one coming up in about 10 seconds yeah soon to be WWE Hall of Famer D'Lo Brown you're messing with the real deal now oh let me <laughs> let me let me let me take that T minus 10 seconds back let me give you some preface to this uh oh we were at uh, Texoma Pro Wrestling back in September Thanks. of uh, 2022. Shouts out Tony Snow. Shouts out Deuce Freight. Yep. And, oh, and and big shouts out to Jen Jack. Shouts out to Shane Taylor as well. Huge shout to Shane Taylor. We, uh, XP, uh, Texoma Pro opened up their doors for us to talk to their talent, um, shake hands. There were no babies to kiss. And D'Lo Brown pulled us to the side and gave us just pure candid conversation excuse the quality of the audio what you're hearing is that pure candid conversation in its purest form there's no editing that was done uh the way the conversation ended is with is the way the conversation ended for how we could actually let you end it <laughs> let, or let's end it for you yeah there's, there was, there's there was other more, but yeah what where 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 it stops at is all that you were able to hear Facts. So there, there's other stuff in there that's just for us. And there will be another conversation, Lord willing, with D'Lo Brown in the very near future and it with with uh, in a more controlled environment. This one was just us just getting to know one another. And it was it, it, it here it is. Welcome to the Broken Pistol Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and Radio Show Infused with Hip Hop. I am Wood. You stay classy, Internet. I'm Suave Burgundy. We are literally outside and up in this bitch simultaneously. Because, bitch. Texas, number Texoma. one. <laughs> Texas. No, we in Oklahoma. I'm jumping in. We in Oklahoma right now. That is the smooth tones of D'Lo Brown, ladies and gentlemen. Legendary <laughs> D'Lo Brown. You're looking at the real deal. <laughs> Woo! Feel what I'm saying? Talk that shit. I want a chest protector with the broken pencil logo on no, it. No, 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 no. <laughs> chest protector is copyright and lyrics, bro. You can't have that. You can't have that. Damn, Just letting you know. You no know, recycle bars. No, no, no. Copyright and lyrics, dog. Ah, damn. No sample clearance. <laughs> but, like, first and foremost, 
shouts out to Jen Jack. You know what I'm saying? Without, without her, we don't link up like this, but we appreciate D-Lo for taking the time out for hollering at us. And, uh, Lola, I, I love you, girl. You know it. You know it. I love you, girl. Jen and Juice, that's gang. Let's gang, go. Gang. Where we at? We So, first of all, you ended up with some beef. Playing some beef with Shane Taylor at the uh, night yeah, show. Yeah. It started last night in in Texas mm -hmm. and carried over into Oklahoma the next night. Like what beefing across state lines. What's going on there? Like what what started all this? Why are we why are we here where you should be mentoring this man and this man is sitting here tormenting you? But that is the point. I see so much of Shane Taylor. Mm. Like I see I don't I I'm not blind. I can see what the man can do. His physical attributes are amazing. Right. His in-ring skill is secondary to none. But yet, he wants to continue to take shortcuts and or continue beating somebody after you won the match. Like, that's the problem I have with him. He's trying to do too much. And I get, I get he's trying to show the world who Shane Taylor is. He's trying to show everybody what Shane Taylor can do, but sometimes, sometimes too much is just too much. Hey, you've had enough. Well, I, I want to show him, bro, you can do this without doing this. I Put got, your skill on point, not your attitude. I've got a feeling that this is going to end up in a much bigger setting here in the near future, so we need to uh, keep our eyes peeled uh, outside of that. Let's let's take it back, D'Lo. Mm -hmm. Where where did you start? I, I crazy thing. Um, I was a backyarder. Um, really? Yes, I was. Uh, my friend of mine, good friend of mine, Tom Carter, uh, Northeast wrestler named Reckless Youth. We would from high school days would wrestle in our backyard, in my front yard. Didn't matter. One way to college. Went away to, went to graduate college, went to work, but then I would come home on weekends and my boys were still doing it. They were still out there rolling around. Where, and at this time, where was home? This is New Jersey, Burlington Township, New Jersey. Wow. Okay, okay. Shout out to the home team. <laughs> Shout out, I, I don't go back much, but I love, still love y'all. Um, so I went back home, started playing around, and then the cool thing was like every three or four months, we would rent a wrestling ring from Larry Sharp at the Monster Factory. Mm. So we rented a ring one time. We had our little pay-per-view. Larry stuck around to see who was renting his ring and he walked up to me and said, you're pretty big, you ever think about doing this for real? I, I said, of course. He said, you sell 50 tickets to my next show, you're on it. So I sold four, bought the other 46 myself, and the rest is history. <laughs> that is a deep And the tradition. rest is history. We yeah. call that business acumen, ladies yes, and gentlemen. Yes, I, I, I invest, I took a shot on myself and invested on myself. So, pay it off, obviously. And then you uh, you end up running into New Jack. New, and, uh, down at Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Smoky Mountain. I was one down there, and um, Jim Cornette gave me an opportunity to, to wrestle. Um, he hired me and said, I, I did a dark match in the main event of uh, Blue Crabs Brawl in Pikeville, Kentucky. Mm. Worked the opening match, dark match against Tracy's Mothers, and then I was in the main event as D'Lo Brown, part of the gangsters, because <laughs> they needed that third guy to, to bump and do all the other stuff. So Jack was a talker, Mustafa was the muscle, I was the bumper. Gotcha. There it is. So then you move on to... 
the greatest of heights mm. getting rubs from not not only one of the most seminal people in the history of this business and Dwayne Johnson as mm -hmm. in terms of transcending the business and becoming a mega star outside of the industry mm -hmm. but you have multi sport multi-time world champion under your wing in Mark Henry mm -hmm. in, in terms of the uh, strong man uh, the uh, weightlifting mm -hmm. uh, Olympic background how and and of course I can't forget Kama Mustafa, the yep, Godfather. Yep, yep, yep. World's greatest pimp. <laughs> well, hell yeah! But let's let's not let's not forget if we just mentioned Kama and and Mark and myself and Rocky. But let's not talk. Let's not forget no, Savio Vega. Well, we, we ain't go there, Savio <laughs> Vega. But also, none of us would not be here if it wasn't. For the first black world heavyweight champion, Ron, Ron Simmons. Simmons. Ron Simmons, here it is. Okay, like, as a child, when I first saw watching wrestling at, at nine years old, I'd look at TV and i said, that's what I want to do. What I said was, that's what I want to do because I saw Ron Simmons beat somebody, one, two, three, in the middle of the ring, and I saw someone who looked like me. Absolutely. Saw someone who looked like me who was good at what I loved. Ron Simmons is forever on our black, on and Mount Blackmore, our black it, route mushroom. Right, it, I, I am. I'm ready to move Ron Simmons from Mount Blackmore to put him on Mount Rushmore. Yes, Facts. total agreement. Because there's an argument for because it. Because my man, when two things, Ron Simmons is the dad I always wished I had. Mm. And if you look in the dictionary next to the word man. There's a picture of Ron Simmons right there, cause that's what a man looks like. Tell, we're both we're all men, but if we could go back in time and look like Ron Simmons, wouldn't you do it? <laughs> Twice w on Sunday. Wouldn't you do it? Twice Quickly. on Sunday. Quickly. So, you, so when you see the definition of the word man, Ron Simmons. And he's unfuckwittable, so I heard. <laughs> Come on, man. What, what's the like? You guys rolled together. This yeah. was a time where people still made road trips. Yep. Uh, did more than just play video games. Mm -hmm. and that's not a shot. It's just what it is. It is what it is. What was a road trip like for you guys? Like, where, where did you sit? And what was what was that 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 locker like? I was the driver because I was the young boy in the crew. <laughs> okay. I was the driver. Okay. All right. I oh, I know my role. Facts. Where do you think that term came from? Know your role, by the way. <laughs> just want to put it there. Inside scoop only available. So, no. Rocky took it and ran with it. <laughs> know your role was Ron Simmons' line. D-Lo, wow. know your role. Get up there and drive. <laughs> That's hilarious. D-Lo, drive. Really? Know your role. That's hilarious. Wow. Man. Wow. Insight. Now, Rocky took it and ran with it. Love it. The fact that that is in pop culture and it came from our car. I'll, I'll freaking take it. That came from our car, and that is in pop culture. Facts. That's culture. It's culture. That's, that's, period. That's yeah. Seasoning. There, culture. there are children of my children's age that are saying, "Know your role," not knowing where it came. That came from. from Ron Simmons. Rocky made it famous, but that came from Ron Simmons. It's a multi generational term. So, when I talk about Ron Simmons means to me in my life, I look. I call. I'll call Ron Simmons if I want to paint my bedroom from purple or green. <laughs> Ron, what you think? Green better, damn. <laughs> My room gonna be green. Being able to call Ron Simmons for advice has to be like one of the greatest luxuries that no one 
really realize. Just don't call them on Saturdays. No, 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 no. You can come on Saturdays, just not on Florida State. Right, right, right. Okay. You call Ron on the now. I'm fortunate enough because I'm a Florida State fan. I can text him during the game. Damn. You're on the inside fence. Okay. So, so I'm talking next level baseball. I'm on the inside. There you go. Now. I've literally been in a text conversation with him as Florida State is losing and him yelling at me because someone else is texting him in the middle of a Florida State game. That's dedication. <laughs> That's me during a Cowboys game. Come on, man. You need a Cowboys. Look. I mean, we're, we're Texas. We, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, we, I flew in, I, I grew in, not flew in. So. Okay, okay, right, right, right. I'm up. Inside, dark. Inside, right, right. Let's get uh -huh. it. Y'all got Cowboy love? Right? Cowboy yep. Loco? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a Bears fan, so I'm hurting more than you. I truly understand it. I, I really do. Um, I was born in Illinois and couldn't be a Bears fan. I'm a Bears fan. <laughs> I, was, I was born in New Jersey and I'm a Bears fan. Ooh. See, see, but they don't they don't spend segments every sports show talking about your team and a drought. No, you know why? Because Cowboy fans are delusional. Most. I'm be, not one be, of those. Uh, I, and tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, we gonna we gonna break down the sports talk. We gonna break down the sports talk. Let's do it. Most cowboy fans uh -huh. since the time I have been a child. <laughs> okay. Still love off, live off of Aikman, Irvin, and Emmett. You gotta be able to let that. You gotta be oh, able to appreciate uh, it, yeah, but look, let it go. Now I'm I'm also gonna put this forward as being a Bears fan. So let's put this on the pin. Okay. Put it over here. <laughs> right. Okay. Because everything I'm about to say about y'all, I'm actually saying about me. <laughs> We're a mirror. Okay. Look, look. No better. Critic. Look, look, Bear fans out there, y'all know. Okay. Okay. We were crap. Mm -hmm. Then we found greatness, and we slowly started to build, and we build, right, uh -huh. right, and then we won championships, okay? Right. Then we fell again. Right. Then we came back, won championships. Then we fell again. Right. Then we went through the dark times, and then, then came Jim. Uh, there came Jimmy Johnson and the crew. And that's when you traded Herschel Walker away, okay? The biggest lick in NFL history. The greatest okey-doke ever. <laughs> we're, we're in Oklahoma and I'm saying okey-doke. I want to find their kids to sell them some oceanfront property Look, I got a bridge. Kansas. I got a bridge in Brooklyn. Facts. It belongs to me. I could sell it for a dollar. Got a couple pyramids in Egypt. Let me so, go cheap. Yes, and like, <laughs> Time it's, it's covered by sand. They don't want it. <laughs> I get paid talk for a living, dog. Uh, this is good stuff. This is good stuff. So now, this is good stuff. Now you get you get Jerry Jones, you get Jimmy Johnson, and now you do the Herschel Walker draft. Right. You draft this kid named Aikman, who really ain't Jack his first year. This is this is absolute truth. He ain't Jack his first year, but then you get Emmett and Irvin. Mm-hmm. And Irvin was the culture change. And that's when we. Y'all started loving the Cowboys. Bro, people of color. Uh, uh, think about it. I do I do know. By and large. I've, I've heard the stories. We, us, people of color, got with the Cowboys. Because before, the Cowboys were America's team, but that was the America's other, team. The other, yeah, America. When we got, when, when the Cowboys got Irvin and Emmett. 
tell and me the, I'm wrong. And the, oh. pro- and the problems that came with it. Yeah, everything. <laughs> I, I, look, look, we ain't going there. We stop putting the cart before the horse. See? See? Let's, let's go with this part of history. And luckily, I'm in pre-adolescence while this is going on. So technically, all I knew was championships. Yes. I was in high school and college. And man. you didn't know, you didn't, and here's pre-social media. Right. Y'all didn't know the stuff they were doing in Dallas. Dallas was small at that time. Dallas was a tiny city at that time. It was, it was not compared, 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 compared to, to today. <laughs> and yeah. then they were doing no social media. They were all over the town doing whatever the hell they were doing. We're gonna keep this PG. Living off the residue of the old money. Now, one, one, <laughs> once that once that team left, right? Okay, and then you brought in Barry Switzer, who won one. It was handed one. He was handed one because of the team <laughs> that was there. It was almost handed two. He was one sneeze from getting two of them. There you go. And now, now we've gone since, what is it, 80, 90, 90, 90, 90 96. 96. So now, y'all at 96, mm-hmm. it's 2022. You're still trying to recoup that lost glory. Right. You we- lost your quarterback for about eight weeks. I'm not the biggest proponent of his participation he I can take him or leave him who you got his backup uh washing machine that's like me having that's like me having (laughs) Mitch Trubisky as my quarterback now that's just that's insulting no I ain't got him anymore I got Justin Fields I'm good oh yeah you came I'm good you look, came look, up look the bear stepped in shit and pulled back roses I'm good I'm good yeah, Justin. I'm Fields, good. Justin Fields is gonna pan out. He just gonna fine. be le- ju- look. Justin gonna be legit. If I'm gonna play fantasy GM, I'm giving him a contract extension after this season, no matter what. Here's here's my thing. I'm gonna tell you right now, as a Bears guy, I know we're gonna be we we we're gonna we're gonna be. It was put the term I heard the other day, frisky. <laughs> right. We're gonna be frisky. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna compete in every game. Yeah. We're going to beat some teams we shouldn't right. and lose to some teams we should beat. Right. But we're going to be frisky because we're going to be in every game. That's pretty accurate. If I'll take frisky this year. Yeah. Next year, we have $120 million under the cap. And if we use this year as a fantasy draft and we go, we go, okay, Justin's our quarterback. Boom. Uh, and Mooney's our wide receiver. Boom. And now we can, we have $120 million on the cap to just play. I get to go shopping. It is fantasy football Facts. in a good way for the Bears. Playing with a bankroll. That's that's how, that's a house money move if there ever was so, one. So I'll take Frisky this year because next year we're going to kick somebody's ass. I have no expectations for this team with Cooper Rush as the quarterback. That's your boy. <laughs> and my expectations only increase slightly when it's Dak Prescott because we keep burning through number one receivers. Yeah. Like, you know. And then you brought in uh, Amari Cooper, who hasn't really done anything. Because it not it's not Amari's fault. Right. That's I, the part. I, I'm saying you brought in a number one receiver, right. and he's not done anything, and it's not Amari's fault. But before you bring brought that one in, you alienated another one. You sent Dez home. You oh, alienated him. That's true. That's true. <laughs> bro, you got you got me on that. Yeah. That that's my all. Oh, Dez is my favorite cowboy of all time. Dez is a baller. Des, I was about to throw the X up. That's the ball. <laughs> but you alienated one wide receiver. You went and traded a first-round pick for another one. You paid him to, to stay, 
and for whatever reason, you wouldn't use him in the offense, and yeah. then you decided to ship him off because somebody on the coaching staff didn't care for him, or he rubbed some people in the in the coaching room or in the front office the wrong way. So now you send him off, and you go right back to the same situation you were in in 2018 when you ran Dez off. You don't have a true number one. You got a bunch of unnamed, unproven talents trying to raise up to that level, and they mm-hmm. just don't have it. So now you're going to end up trading another first-round pick to get a, a proven and it, wide isn't that, isn't that the bad rabbit hole there? Yes. It is the same hole you keep falling down. And the reason why what no one likes Jerry in this whole shit is because they're steady talking about we want to win, but you're doing dumb shit like this. You're trading so, real estate for wide receivers, and you need to be getting more but defensive you're, players. You're, you're trading the future for now, and now isn't working, but you don't realize that if I'm trading the future for now, and then and the now's not working, eventually now's going to catch up with the future that I'm trading away. And you're going to be and it's living the, in the, 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 the And the, the, the whole rabbit hole gets deeper. Facts. And you slide down faster. Absolute factuals. We are not a one player away from a Super Bowl roster. Yeah, no. No, we're, we're one player away from the, from no wins this season. You're one, you're, <laughs> you're, you're one player away from the number one draft pick. Zeke, stay healthy, baby. And li- 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 yes. Because that's, yes. that's, that's who it is. You're one player away from the number one draft pick. Him or Micah. God. Well, you know, Micah can stay healthy, but a defense can't stop an offense that just is on the field all the time because I'm a Bears guy. I had the number one defense in the league, but they kept giving the offense kept giving those short fields. That has to be like soul crushing to know you have that kind of defense and no offense. Dude, my entire life as a Bears fan, think about my life as a Bear fan. I've always had a great, great defense and a running back. And that's it. That's their culture. And that's it. I've had a great defense and a running back. Facts. When my when the all-time leading passer of my franchise is played in the fucking 60s. <laughs> Cutler's not top three. No. As much slanging it around as he did, or maybe I'm just I'm living off highlights of him. Fuck we don't get Bears games quite as often. <laughs> you ain't gonna thing. worry about it. <laughs> well, they, they, they're swimming in the field the, uh, nowadays. Like they had a nice outside in last Sunday. Now, bro, I'm gonna tell you the greatest game I ever saw in my life, or the greatest single player I ever saw in my life, was watch Justin Fields take victory formation and then sprint around the edge. And slide in the freaking end zone. I actually feel like that was a culture shifting. Like, like y'all, look, look, y'all, cowboy fans. But tell me how you felt when you saw Justin Fields slide in the rain after a win. <laughs> it felt like the Bears broke the chains of mediocrity. You, like, 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 that's a seminal moment, isn't it? Yes. Like that felt like a moment to me in my history as a Bear fan. When and if he goes into the Hall of Fame, that clip will be shown. That 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 yeah. clip is going to live in infamy. And the fact that. One of his old linemen. I, I, I'll tell you after we get off. Never mind. Never, never mind. I'll, I'll tell you after we get off. Anyway, just remind me of the story when we get off. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, that's a that's a moment that I believe. If it's this year, next year, or the next ten years, that moment will live for. That's tied to Justin Fields forever. That's tied to him forever. For, for better or for worse. Yeah, but it's going to be a, like, and what, if the Bears don't do well, they're going to use that clip. Uh-huh. The Bears do well, they're going to use that clip. 
Either, either way, th- they're going to use either that Either way, clip. you're going to be a meme. <laughs> yes. Either way, you're going to make it to meme status. It feels like a weight lifted off my shoulders to not have to worry about our team's record this year. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, we got C.D. Lamb, great. We got to find somebody to pair with him. Gallup won't show up till week I six, think, probably. I, 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 think, I think, look, you guys are, realistically, if, if you, you want to hold, because Cowboys and Bears play in the same place. We play in the middle of the pack, so we don't get the best draft picks. We're drafting in the top 18 to 32. And we play each other this year, too. And, yeah, we, well, we own Cowboy Stadium, by the way. <laughs> hey, let's... Yeah. We're not going there. Take We're not me, talking about that. You brought, you brought that up. I, I didn't just bring made up. mention at the get that there's going to be a, a contest. <laughs> I didn't make mention of what I, 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 I didn't want to go there. But anyway. You're, you're teaching about th- people doing too much, and you're over here choosing mild violence in the sports conversation, well, D-Lo. There's is, is enough, is enough black-on-black crime. Let's stop this. <laughs> let's just see what the rosters look like that week, and then we can make like a friendly way. Yes, and we, we'll, we'll talk. We're, we're, we're here. <laughs> yeah, you see what I'm saying? But um, y'all, I, 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 we both live in that middle of the path. Mm-hmm. You know, twenty to thirty-two. We we all live in that comfortably right, right now. Yeah. But when you live in that, that's the muck, the abyss. You don't get a top draft pick unless they fall. Unless they fall, and if they fall, it's for a reason. Facts. Okay. And it's going to bite us in the ass two years from now when the reason pops back up again. <laughs> oh, that guy's going to need two years to get his shit together right? and develop. But okay. Yeah. We right. We on the same So, page. So it's going to take that moment where you, good or bad, you fall down into that top five to ten. Like or we, one to five. And we just we just picked ourselves up out of there because Michael Parsons was the number 11 pick. Right. So it's like you're already close enough to the top ten to make something but happen. The problem with you guys were you were right at that point, but you were on one player from falling down back again in that top ten. You just got Michael Parsons. I get it, yeah. but you laid you laid everything on Dak, which I am gonna say forever it was a mistake. But Jerry Jones laid everything on Dak. And Steven, let's not absolve him. Uh, the Jones family laid everything on Dak. Because I have this sneaking suspicion that it's almost like weekend at Bernie's. Yes. Where, where Jerry ain't here anymore. Yeah, Steven's popping him up. Jerry ain't here. That hole, that last car. So it, that he it's, had, it's a Muppet puppet thing? I feel like it could so be. So he's got his hand up with Jerry Jones. Like he got his hand up his back. Jerry's here for the celebrate. Okay, I got you. He's only here for the celebration. Now, if we're doing good, he's going to celebrate. He can say just enough to make you want to come back and buy something else but these feel like steven moves because my entire for life as a cowboy fan jerry jones likes to spend money for the stars yeah the salary cap exists because of jerry that's jones. He, facts he's speaking facts so we know he's not afraid to spend money so if you he's taking a team into a season where you have no real stars you haven't spent money in free agency and you're cutting corners on talent depth roster that has to mean that somebody else is driving the car because that ain't Jerry's whip. Can you imagine the, uh, the the level of success that you could have just by spending a little extra money and paying that fine for going over the salary cap? Because Jerry would do some dumb shit like that. Luxury yep. tax me. <laughs> I, I would luxury tax my if you have it. Now, the problem is the, the salary cap falls in perpetuity so when you're over this year it falls to next year and it keeps going and going and that cap gets bigger and bigger and bigger 
which puts you in a spot where the Bears have been for the last six years where they couldn't spend money in free agency because they spent so much in the 2011, 12, 13 years. Because we thought, you know... You were almost there. We were there. We thought Cutler was the dude. That's when we brought Khalil Mack over. Mm -hmm. You know, so... I still have mixed feelings about that trade. Bro. You think think the Bears won that trade? No. Because Khalil's gone having five sacks in two games with with the Chargers... And we don't have we don't we we don't really have that dude on D. We, got, I mean, we got anyway, we got Quinn, but which but we it, let him walk. He, like. he ain't walked yet, but he gonna he, he gonna he not gonna be there in the end of the year because I don't think we're gonna be there. That's rough. <laughs> like he's he's a guy we should have should have and could have paid, and it would look way but different. Just, yes, because he was a ball with you guys. You let him go. That's the part I don't understand. Like, you know you let him go to us for nothing. You you came here on a prove it deal. He proved it. Pay him. And then and then he went away. He had a bad year for us. And then last year he set the franchise record for sacks for us. He set the franchise record for sacks for us. Think about guys like Richard Dent, Mike Singletary, Will Marshall, Will Mike Singletary, Fridge Perry, Fridge Perry, Trace Armstrong. Yep. Okay. Julius Peppers, Erlacher, Peppers, Robert Quinn set a single singles record last year. That's insane. Last year. That's insane. At 19, he set a record. See, that's a guy I would have paid. I mean, I mean, it does. Okay, here's the stupid shit we do. You got Randy Gregory, who who fell to you, took him, he fell, had some issues. Then all of a sudden the NFL changed the policy. Now we got a baller on our hands. He can be as high he as can do whatever. Yep, yep, he yep. can be as high as Eagle Dangerous. <laughs> Every time he step on the field, it don't matter. He proves it. It's wait, time to pay wait, him wait, hold and on, wait. Low ball. I gotta just say, I'm gonna go back in time. You said as high as Eagle Dandruff. Eagle Dandruff. <laughs> Holy hell. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You said Eagle Dandruff. That is something I'm going to use from now on. I, I graciously hand it over to you. I have there never heard that. From another, come on. Come on, dog. Up, up. 